Welcome to episode 27 of the Screenfellas Podcast. My name is Carlos. And I'm Ozzy. In this episode, we will review Hell or High Water and The Mechanic Resurrection, as well as discuss our most disappointing and surprising films of the summer. Enjoy the show. Shut up and sit down. Ozzy, how are you doing, man? Dude, it's boring over here, so, you know, not much. A <laughs> L- little um, depressing? It's a little depressing. It's a little depressing, you know? I'm not going to lie to you here. But it's good. I'm catching up with some movies over here, so not That's, too bad. It's true. It's true. Um, it's a little bit short of a gap between our two episodes because we had our last episode come out a little later than usual. But, hey, we'll work with what we got. Um, Ozzy, you want to start with... Hell or High Water, which actually we saw, actually, well, you saw this movie a while ago. When did you see this movie? I saw this movie about a week and a half ago, I want to say. <laughs> Jeez. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, like I said, I get these movies a little later than you if I get them at all. So uh, I finally got around to seeing it. And actually, this movie came out uh, probably a week ago, I think, here. And I texted you because I knew we would only have room for one more review on our last episode so i i said all right what should i watch should i watch kubo or should i watch hell or high water and after i watched kubo i was like okay now i understand why ozzy made the right call i definitely should have watched kubo and then i saw hell or high water and my goodness gracious this movie is a masterpiece and now i'm angry at you for making me wait to watch it um (laughs) Oh my gosh, this movie is incredible. It has gorgeous, gorgeous cinematography, such fluid camera movements. The performances are fantastic. Um, Jeff Bridges is going to get nominated for Best Supporting Actor. Like That position is already locked up. He will get nominated. If it's not Best Actor, I don't know how they break it down or how they're going to break it down. Um, so I'm just going rapid fire here because I will get in more in depth in all these points, but I just want to get these off the, um, the script. I, I'm going to be shocked. First of all, this movie isn't nominated for best picture. Yes, I said it. And I will be even more shocked if this movie isn't nominated for best screenplay. The screenplay for this film is incredible. It's so tight. It's so, um, just it's smart it's got a lot of humor and the humor works for everything the characters are great the characters are well written and well developed i I loved this film (laughs) if you can't tell ozzy did you feel as intensely about it as i did or judging by the fact that you sent me to see kubo instead do you disagree with me a little bit here I mean, I thought the movie was great. Uh, like you, like you took the words out of my mouth. The cinematography in this movie was amazing. It was beautifully shot. I mean, you could even there's a scene where Jeff Bridges is looking over, uh, looking over at, at landscape, and he's like, "Wow, like, this is beautiful." And he he's right. I mean, this the, the locations of where the film was shot mm-hmm. is also uh, beautiful. I, I also really appreciated the soundtracks in the, in the movie. Um, yeah. And they gave they all have they all really gave great performances. Um, I mean, I was kind of annoyed with his character, with Jeff Bridges' character, but he did give a great performance. Um, yeah, he's not meant to be a likable. That's why I think the script is so brilliant, because it it pre- plays both sides of it. Basically, you have these two guys who are robbing banks, right? And then you have the two rangers, Texas rangers, who are trying to catch them. And 
it they gave you character development for both sides of that. So it's not like one you're rooting actively for one side or the other. You're just invested in these characters and you hope the Rangers are able to catch the these criminals, but then at the same time they give you enough reason to root for these two guys who are robbing banks that even when they do these horrible things, you're like, I still kinda want them to get away with it. It's brilliant. Yeah, I think the performance is definitely the, the the chemistry between Chris Pine and Ben Foster's character, the brothers, mm-hmm. and I think they play off of each other extremely well. Agreed. Um, they both have great chemistry, along with Jeff Bridges and Gil Birmingham, who's uh, who's his partner. Um, I thought they also had great chemistry, um, great dialogue, and it, it also really built up on their relationship in along with the film. So it was fantastic yeah i have to say is definitely some of the best uh, chemistry i've seen all year yeah you, and especially you, the way they especially the way they really did the relationships as well agreed i thought it was really great as well i mean it, it was i was i was entertained in this movie and when and when stuff really hit the fan you were on the edge of your seat the whole entire time agreed when when they wanted to ramp up the tension they ramped up the tension and it really really worked and even a lot of the quieter moments in the film are still filled with tension um, you mentioned Ben Foster, and I definitely want to dwell on him a little bit because I've already talked ad nauseum about Jeff Bridges. He's going to get nominated. But Ben Foster, he was the other standout to me. He was great. He, like you said, played off of Chris Pine really well. And he just went to a level that I don't know if I've seen from him before. Um, so I agreed. He was the second best performance in the film, for, in my opinion. Yeah, one of the the only other good performance I've really uh, either ever saw from him was in Three Ten to Yuma. Yeah, and um, this is this was this is honestly like another great performance from him that I've seen since that movie. I mean, this was a great performance given by Ben Foster. Yeah, I have to say, I I was extremely impressed by his performance. He he was the standout to me because I was like, wow, like, yeah. Because to me, he stole the show. Every, every scene that he was in, he mm-hmm. he he took that he took that spotlight. So yeah, I have um, to give it to him. What did you think about the humor in this movie? I thought the humor actually worked for this movie. Agreed. I have to say it. It, it was it was quite like it. It felt like you know it was normal day society comedy. You know, like yeah. we were talking. So I really enjoyed it. It felt extremely relatable to what mm-hmm. you know whatever they were talking about. It felt like these guys were just kind of going at each other, and it was supposed to be funny, and it was. I, I did really appreciate a lot of the humor, and like I said, the script it, it's incredible. It's really smart. Um, the way these got like they even explain the situation that Chris Pine is in, like it's kind of a little bit high concept stuff, but at the same time. Like it's very understandable. You get why why they're stealing from these smaller banks. It makes ton- it makes all the sense in the world. I, I I really really loved how this movie was written. So, um, Ozzy, do you have any more positives or do you want to get into our negatives? Um, that's it for me, man. We can get into our negatives. Um, <laughs> all right. I I don't have many negatives because as you can tell, I loved this film. It's one of the best of the year. Um. But if I had to, like, nitpick, and that that's what this is, nitpicking. That's what I'm doing here. Um, there is a little bit of a lull, like, pacing-wise in between the first and second acts. It's just there's this kind of a little bit too long of a stretch, just a little too long of just not much was going on. But at the same time, I'm really nitpicking, and it really wasn't that bad. It wasn't that um, distracting at all. It kind of 
it was just like maybe a minute or two too long of a quiet moment there. Um, and then the other negative I have is there was, I wish there was just a little bit more set up at the beginning of the movie. It kind of just thrusts you into it. And these two guys are robbing these banks and you're just like, okay, why are they doing this? Why should we be rooting for them? And I just wish there was a little bit more set up at, at the top. They do explain it later in the film, but I think it just would have been a little bit easier of a start if we got some of that set up at the top. I agree with that. Um, I have two negatives here. Okay. They're not really huge negatives. Like, like I said, it's not. It's just something I felt personally. Mm-hmm. Um, Jeff Bridges' character, like I said, he was kind of annoying to me. Like under, like he was, he did, he had a great performance, and I wouldn't be surprised if he got nominated as well. But his character did kind of annoy me. Um, and my second was it because of the racist comments? No, not that. That that had, that had nothing. I can take that all day. Uh, <laughs> all right. <laughs> um, I could. It's just. Yeah. I don't know. It's just his mannerisms. You know what I mean? I, like, I guess. I, but... I'll talk to you about it after. Okay. Because okay. I mean. okay. like, <laughs> I'm not. I'm not trying to spoil anything. All right. That's fine. Just his characteristics, in a sense, mm-hmm. bothered me. But he did have some great moments, and I actually did end up liking his character towards the end of this movie more. Yeah. Than I did in the first act. The way this movie ends is incredible. Um. And it's very like this movie, I would describe it as a neo-Western and it, it's just the style of it, the tone and, and then how it ends is very ballsy how it ends. So I didn't really appreciate the end as well. Mm-hmm. All right. But moving on to your other negative. Sorry, I'm, I'm interrupting you with my love of this movie. <laughs> I just didn't. I, I appreciate the last scene of the movie. I just didn't think it needed to be in the movie. I disagree. I thought that was fantastically written, but. I, yeah, I mean, it was it you, was greatly written. I just yeah. did, I just don't feel like it needed to be there. Like it's not. That's just how I feel personally. It didn't take it. It wasn't like it didn't downgrade the movie for me at all. But I just said personally, I just thought it, did, it just didn't need to be there. Yeah, that's but not, I mean, do you need the cherry on top of your shake? No, but it makes it better if you like I don't, cherries. I don't like. <laughs> Cherry on top of it. <laughs> okay, well, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, but, but I mean, I, you get what I'm saying, still, though, right? Yeah, but it's still a, it's still a great film, though. So I would highly recommend that you guys uh, definitely, definitely give Eli Water a, a, a chance to go look at. Oh, it, for real, this is, is definitely a great film. Yeah, this is definitely, definitely a film that deserves to be seen in theaters, and it's a crime that more people ha- haven't been seeing this movie. Um, Ozzy, what is your rating of Hell or High Water? An 8.8. 8. Uh, <laughs> I am extremely higher than you. Um, <laughs> you are... I, you are in love with this movie. It's it's brilliant. I'm telling you, this movie is brilliant. It is, to me, it is in the lead for Best Picture at the moment. It has passed Swiss Army Man for my for the best film of the year, in my opinion. It's what? a 9.3. This movie is fantastic. I, yeah, I'm telling you, go, go, go see this movie now. Anybody listening, stop the podcast, go watch it, then come back and, then come back and listen to the rest of the podcast and listen to us trash. Listen to the podcast, then go see the movie. (laughs) All right, whatever. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, do you want to move on to a movie where we're going to have a polar opposite (laughs) reaction to than we just had to Hell or High Water? Let's do this, man. <laughs> All right. I, I, oh, my goodness. All right. We're talking about uh, The Mechanic Resurrection. 
Um, Don't spend your money seeing <laughs> that movie. Okay, spend it seeing Hell or High Water. Oh okay. my gosh! This... Don't spend your money on this. If you have Movie Pass, don't use it. Don't use it. <laughs> don't make the mistake I made. Okay, the only reason why I did it was for you guys. Okay, let's get into this. <laughs> this movie, um, I don't even know, like, because all right, I went into this just. I even tweeted it out last night before I watched it. I went into this hoping, just hoping for a movie that was so bad that it was good. And I I don't even think I fully got that. Like, there are definitely, and we'll start with our positives here, I guess, if you even have any, Ozzy. I got two. Okay. Um, this is, there's definitely moments of over-the-top action and super cheesy moments that are absolutely hilarious. Absolutely hilarious, and you are insane if you don't laugh at what actually just happened on the screen. There is a moment where, all right, and we're not going to worry too much about spoilers for this movie because nobody is going to go see this. Please don't go see it. But there's a moment in this movie where Jason Statham jumps off this train thing that was going up a mountain or whatever, and he lands perfectly onto a parasail and escapes like that. And... It's just so unfathomably stupid. And there, there's a, the villain that has a pool that hangs over the edge of a building. And Jason, Actually, no, that's, that's one of the people that he has to take out. Yeah, w- one of the villains, whatever. The, <laughs> and he, and Jason Statham kills him by, like, basically poking a hole in the bottom of the pool. And then he comes crashing down to the ground. Why does he have a pool hanging over the edge of a... It's just... Unbelievably He's a billionaire. Stu- he can do whatever he wants. Okay, but unbelievably stupid moments like that is what I'm talking about. It's just... <laughs> they're hilarious as you're watching it because you're like, this makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> do you agree that there's definitely some of those moments? There are some moments in the movie where I can give you that. Like, when I saw the whole parachute thing, I was just like, what? And that, so I mean, I, I was thinking, I was like, I was like, logically, like, wouldn't that fall? I mean, I could be wrong, but I'm just thinking, like, wouldn't that fall? <laughs> I, again, I could be wrong. I could be wrong. I could be completely wrong on how parasailing works. But I, I could be, but that to me, I'm just like, that looks like it would fall. Oh my gosh. And the girl didn't even flip out. She was just like, oh. No. But did you notice? <laughs> okay, I don't know. Maybe. I don't know, but did you notice that when some, cause in that same scene, Jason Statham is on top of this train thing and there's somebody shooting at him from below and there's other people in the compartment with him and the guy starts shooting and nobody starts screaming. What made me laugh was when the girl kicked like casually just kicked <laughs> like it wasn't even like a hard kick. It was just like, yeah, okay. Uh, I, <laughs> the door just it's like okay. Okay, so um, we're right, definitely the positives. So well, yeah, let's continue on our positives here because that's um, a positive for me. But I got two. I'm just gonna get these two okay, off the bat. Fine. They Go had good locations. Okay, like where they shot the film, like where they like where they had like an they overview went to headshot. Cool places. Okay. I was like, it looks nice. It looks nice. <laughs> Um, and then the action in the movie was good for the most part. Like when Jason Statham is kicking butt. It it look it always looks good when Jason said uh, Yeah, there were moments when it was okay. I'm not gonna say it was good, but I'm gonna say it was good because we <laughs> out. Um, that that's, that's only two negatives. Okay. I got. Positives. <laughs> positives. Sorry. Yeah. Um. All right. I'll move on to my other two. Um. I'll say Tommy Lee Jones. He, even though he's in the movie for basically five minutes, 
um, he's the only one who knows what kind of movies he's in or is acting like he knows what kind of movie he's in. He's kind of playing it over the top and silly. And he looked like he was having fun. And that's, he's basically the only person I can say looked like he was having fun in this movie. Um, and then the only other positive I have written down is I wrote down Jessica Alba and then I put a fire emoji. So you can take that how you may. Um, <laughs> that's all I got. You want to move into our negatives here, Ozzy? Okay, let's start with the freaking negatives here, bro. Um, Jason Statham and Jessica Alba. <laughs> what? They had the most awkward forced chemistry I've yes. ever seen in yep. a movie this year. Like, it was so forced. She literally... I, don't, I, I want to say it because it's a spoiler, but I yeah. can't. But the whole foundation the setup, of the yeah. relationship was so stupid. And the fact that he even fell for it after she told him... Yeah. Made me just, it was so, I was laughing, basically. Okay. Again, again, I'm not going to worry about spoilers for this movie. I'm just not. <laughs> the way they set it up is... Okay, guys, spoiler. We're going to do a spoiler alert. Okay, but don't see this bad. movie. It doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> the way they set it up is that Jessica Alba shows up on this island where Jason Statham is um, hiding out on. And Jessica Alba, first of all... He convinces her to start talking by grabbing her wrist. Like, that's all he did. And then she's like, okay, okay, I'll talk. It made no sense. But anyway, moving on. Um, he, she says that she was basically blackmailed into going there and spying on him. And then he somehow deduces or just jumps to the conclusion that she was sent there for him to fall in love with her. He jumps to this conclusion with no context whatsoever. And then the worst part about it is... She falls, or he falls for it. He falls in love with her, and then he has is forced to do all this stuff, even though he already knew somehow that he was supposed to fall in love with her, or that he, like the bad guy wanted him to fall in love with her. Basically, he knew he knew everything that was going to happen in this whole entire movie, and he did, and he it, did anyway. it anyway. <laughs> like he's just like, I'm not going to kill those people. <laughs> Like, it was so stupid. I'm just like, you're doing everything you're not trying to do. Like, you're being ridiculously stupid. This is I, the dumbest, this, that, that's literally the dumbest thing I've ever seen. It was, and he's just like, yeah. he's like, coming. I see them coming. Yeah. You're going to be okay. And then she's not okay. And he knows yeah. she's not going to be okay. Exactly. He knows he has to rescue her anyway. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Look, the, it's got horrible setup. And that's, see, I, w- like, I wanted this movie just to be dumb fun. And like I said, there were moments that were dumb fun. Explosion, but the explosion looked fake. Yeah, but the (laughs) problem is that you have to still like you have to have some cohesive narrative or story for me to even care about anything that's happening on the screen. And there was none. It didn't make any sense. The entire motivation for every single character made no sense. Can I mention something? The (laughs) editing in this movie was atrocious. (laughs) It was noon. How did it get to noon to 6 o'clock p.m. in the matter of, like, two seconds? Yes. And it was in the same... It was, like, the same thing is going on. So yeah, it's, it's the like same six scene. hours. Like, yeah. the editing in this movie was atrocious. I agree. Okay. okay. Like, it was really bad. Yeah. <laughs> you briefly touched on the CGI, and there's horrible, horrible CGI in this movie. Like, it really looked like unfinished like they didn't even bother they're like oh we're almost done let's release it anyway and the green screen is really bad at times like really really bad at times so that's definitely not another reason why this movie is just a disaster on multiple levels but 
Moving on, um, we kind of mentioned, you mentioned their chemistry between Jessica Alba and Jason Statham. Jason Statham looks like he was bored in this movie, um, and Jessica Alba is not a good actress, which everybody knows. So, the acting is definitely, again, not a positive in this movie. So, I don't know, do you have any more negatives? Because I just kind of ran through the rest of mine, because I'm tired of talking about this atrocious piece of garbage. I'm writing this movie a solid three. <laughs> Oh my gosh. Um, Because <laughs> it was so bad. I was over here because this movie felt longer than yeah. it needed to be. This movie was an hour and 39 minutes, but like two hours. I was sitting there like, what time is it? I want to go yeah. home. <laughs> um, I will say this. I believe I have Zoolander 2 as my worst film of the year. And I think this movie replaces it. So this is a this is just a, an episode of like number ones on lists being replaced. Um, this is a two point one. I this movie's horrible. <laughs> it's garbage. Do not see it. Um, if if you like watching bad movies and subjecting yourself to that, and you want to see Jessica Alba in a bikini, then sure, go see it. But that's pretty much the only redeeming qualities. So yeah, I, I don't have anything else to say about this movie. Ozzy, you want to move on? That was really depressing. Um, <laughs> All right. Well, um, let's... Yeah, let's just move on. Um, let's go into our top five disappointments of the summer. Yes. Um, and again... All right. We want to clarify something here before we start this list. Um, this is most disappointing movies of the summer. And when we talk about summer, we're talking about May through August. And when we talk about disappointing, we're not talking about worse. So if you see like some of these movies and you're like, that was not one of the worst movies of the summer... We're not talking about the worst movies of the summer. We're talking about the most disappointing. So we're taking into account expectations and our personal expectations and what we thought going into the film and how we thought going out. Those two things combined. So this is very personal list, first of all, and it also is taking into account other factors such as expectations. That being said, you want to move to our list. You want to start with number five, Ozzy? What is your number five most disappointing film of the summer? War Dogs is my number five. I had a tough time keeping it off, man. Um, it was battling with some other things, but it was, I agree, it was very disappointing. Is it what? So it's, no, it's not your not five, right? on. It's not on my list. Okay. Um, War Dogs, it sold itself as a comedy. Yeah. It was not a comedy. It was more of a drama. Yeah. Uh, this movie was sort of boring and kind of dragged on in scenes and it was really disappointing, especially, you know, I think Todd Phillips was the director in the movie, if I'm mm-hmm. correct me if I'm wrong. He's yeah. the director of The Hangover, and I was just really disappointed in, in his work. Um, I was expecting to go in there to have a good time, but I ended up just leaving bored in, in the film. So. Yeah, I, I agree. It completely lacked energy. We talked about this on a podcast before. It was just so bland. And it's, it stinks because the trailers sell you on such high, such a fun, energetic movie, and it the movie is the opposite which again plays into we were expecting something because of the trailer so maybe a lot of this list could be just movies being mismarketed but that is that um all right well let's go to my number five um neighbors two did you ever see neighbors two no i didn't okay uh this movie i think the way i even described it go coming out was disappointing and this was before we started the podcast so we never even reviewed this movie i believe um, but I think this is disappointing just because I really did like the first one so much that the second one, it was, it wasn't bad necessarily. Like it wasn't horrible. 
it was just kind of okay, and it was disappointing because it was just okay. And you want, with bringing in Chloe Grace Moretz, you would think, okay, that'll add an interesting dynamic, but that was her sorority storyline was the worst part of the movie, so it, it was just really disappointing. Um, so, Ozzy, I don't blame you for not seeing it. Uh, <laughs> all right, uh, what is your number four, Ozzy? My number four is Independence Day Resurgence. Um, I knew this was going to be on your list. I actually thought it would be higher, to be honest. No, I got you'll, you'll see what my list <laughs> Well, I think I know what your top three are. I think people could predict what our top three are, to be honest. It'll just be the yeah. order. Um, um, yeah. Independence Day Resurgence. I really love the first one. It's, it's one of my favorite films. You talked about it. Yeah. yeah, it's one of my favorite movies. Um, it's, this is what really, this is kind of what was sort of leading me. Like, this is the first movie that I really saw and really remember as a kid, and I really loved it. Mm-hmm. And I loved the destruction as a kid. Watching it again, you know, I still love it. Not, you know, I, I noticed that there's problems with the movie, but I still enjoy it for what it is. And this movie really started, you know, destruction films and everything. So this is sort of that film is the grandfather so to make us to make a sequel of this movie had a lot of weight on its shoulders and i just don't think it it can really it could hold up to the expectations the acting in this movie from the younger cast was atrocious yeah i did not like the younger cast whatsoever and just you know i i wish that i wish there was uh something else something more in the movie but it, it just a lot felt missing as well you know i felt like I just feel like a lot didn't live up to what the expectations is all. Especially since the first one is just so iconic, you know, it, it sucks that yeah, this one has, is kind of forgettable to be honest. Yeah. I mean, it, it's really unfortunate. I really, really wanted to love this movie, but I ended up just saying it was okay. Yeah. So. I, I didn't have many expectations going into this movie, so that's kind of why it's not on my list. Um, but I completely understand, especially coming from you. I mean, you went on kind of this great um, rant about why you love this movie so much in our hashtag Fave 7 film segment a couple episodes back. So go check that out if you want to listen to Ozzy talk about the first Independence Day quite a bit. <laughs> um, my number four, unless you have anything else to say about your... Uh, all right. My number four is something that I think is going to surprise a lot of people to be on here, but... I had pretty decent expectations going into because the trailer was so really good. So, The Secret Life of Pets. What? Yep. Carlos, <laughs> what the heck, man? I, I really <laughs> did. I was looking forward to this movie. I thought, okay, this looks like it's going to be really, first of all, cute. And it's going to be really clever. And it's going to have some fun humor in it. And it was kind of just, meh. It was a average animated movie. You were, you were laughing. I don't even understand. What? You were no. laughing. I was sitting right next to you. <laughs> no, go, go listen to our review of that movie. I did not love it as much as I, nearly as much as I wanted to. So I, and I don't remember what score I gave it, but it was not necessarily very high. Um, so yeah, it, it was just so disappointing. Did you? I mean, what did you rate this movie? Do you remember? I don't remember specifically. It wasn't. It wasn't nowhere near like. My I think it was like favorite. six or seven range, right, for both of us. Yeah, around that. Yeah, so that's it was like, okay for me. I yeah, mean, it wasn't it wasn't horrible. It wasn't so, bad. I know, I'm not saying it was bad, but you. Yeah, I, I guess saying, you didn't have as many expectations as I did going into it. I thought. I thought. I think you liked. I thought that you ended up liking it more than I did, but I'm not sure. But expectations but, um, wise, did you have more expectations going into it or no? 
Not really, no. Yeah, exactly. You were kind of just like, okay, it'll be a fun movie. But I, I thought it was going to be really clever, and it wasn't. It was kind of, and it ended up just being a bunch of slapstick, childish humor. So that's why it was disappointing for me. Um, all right, Ozzy, let's move on to your number three. Jason Bourne. Dude, we're going to have the same order, I'm pretty sure. Um, Jason Bourne <laughs> is my number three as well. Um, yeah, you take the lead on this one. <laughs> Um, all right, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna start off by saying this: the the original trilogy is a masterpiece. Okay, yep. I mean this is this is this is a trilogy that a lot of people really stand look at. Okay, I mean you got James Bond, you got the Mission Impossible series, and you got the Jason Bourne series. I mean all these. I mean the that that is really like a standout series. If you're gonna be talking about spy movies, is one of the things you're gonna name is Jason Bourne. So. Matt Damon came back, and you're really expecting this movie to be top-notch, okay? And unfortunately, it was just not top-notch. This movie was, again, I've used this word, and I'll use it again. It felt kind of like a drag, you know? It Mm. wasn't as exciting. The story, I felt like it it was interesting, but it just didn't – it was executed poorly to me. Um but and, not even all the story. There were elements of the story that were just so pointless and just wasteful. Yeah, I mean, there were there, half the movie. I'm going to say like a third to to half the movie was focused on this internet guy. I don't even remember. Like that's how bad I don't <laughs> yeah. even remember. Like he like it, it, like it was just it felt like a completely different movie. Yeah, and it was really disappointing to me. I, I wish I that we would have. I wish and. I wish someone would have done something better, and I know, and I, 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 this was one of my negatives, but this was like something that I personally uh, didn't like. But I'm not going to use it towards like a negative because, I, like I said, I liked all three of them. It's just mm-hmm. I've grown to adapt to seeing like a normal action fight, you know, where yeah. it's not choppy, shaky cam. This one, this one had that. So I didn't like how they shot the action yeah, scene. Yeah, but that's just but, how Paul um, Greengrass does it. But yeah, but it. like that's just that's just how I'm going to accept it because that's how the original trilogy was shot, regardless. Yeah, it's not going to be like a negative, but you guys do need to be aware that that's how that movie is shot. Yeah, just in case, like you, just like if you're like me, where you've grown to not like that type of cinematography whatsoever. Yeah, yeah. and you mentioned Matt Damon coming back, but it, to me, it was not only that; it was the combination of Matt Damon and Paul Greengrass coming back. That combination. That like the first one, the first um, Born movie is great, and but the third one is probably the best. Or no, I I mean I like the second one the best, but most people say the third one is the best. So you're talking about the last two being probably the better two of the trilogy, and those were directed by Paul Greengrass. And to have him come back with Matt Damon after that horrible Jer- Jeremy Renner one. People had high expectations and were like, oh my gosh, they're coming back to save this franchise, to save the American James Bond. <clears throat> um, no, it's not. <clears throat> I won the poll. Um, but anyway. It's not. <clears throat> <laughs> but anyway, uh, they, they just they couldn't do it. And maybe it was because they had too much um, to bear. But And maybe it's just because they had too much to live up to when they were talking about three fantastic films before it. But you would think that even because people are going to go, oh, at least it was better than the Born Legacy. But people aren't even saying that; they're just disappointed by it. Yeah, I can uh, agree with you there. I don't know. It's it's just strange that it that it failed with all these things coming back, and maybe it's, they took too much time away from it. And they, 
but it, to me, a lot of the, the issues were the writing with that. So maybe it's not even Paul Greengrass's fault, but whatever. Let's move on to your number two, Ozzy. My number two is Suicide Squad. Okay, we have a different order. My number <laughs> two, or that's my number one. So, so let's just talk about it now. Suicide Squad isn't. Let, let me explain why it's not my number one because I'm because I already know it's your number one. The yeah. reason why it's not my number one is because X Men the X Men class, like the X Men series, like the the new the new series, yeah. the new timeline. That is the the first and second one are are awesome. I mm-hmm. love those two movies. Yeah. So for the third one to really be really disappointing and to be really like i'm expecting the third one's probably to be like at least uh, top notch like the like days of future past or at least at least a little below it but for it to be like that disappointing to me yeah, it, that it much took of a step down the, yeah it, it was yeah. It, it took a huge step down i don't know okay yeah, what they were doing. I'll just. So, my number two was X Men. So you have X Men at one. I have X Men at two, and then I have Suicide Squad at one, and you have Suicide Squad at two. Um, yeah. So the reason why Suicide Squad isn't at number one is because the 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 series was yeah. already great. You know what I mean? So for the third the X, one, yeah. Was, yeah, so for the third one to take a huge step down really shocked me. I was like, what? Yeah, and like, for Suicide Squad. Time. As as a, por- a point in support of your argument here, Suicide Squad was following a already disappointing movie in Batman v Superman. So exactly. if you allowed that to kind of numb your expectations for Suicide Squad, then I completely I, I may, that makes complete sense um, for you to have X Men ahead because X Men is coming um, just following two this great movies. That- Actually, Suicide Squad and X Men really fought for the number one spot. Yeah, but, but that that whole reason that I just gave is why X Men yeah. took the number one spot. Um, for me, Suicide Squad is the most disappointing because I've said this multiple times. It was my second most anticipated movie of 2016. After that first Comic Con trailer that got leaked and then released, I was so excited for this movie, and. Even when I didn't love some of the trailers that followed just because they weren't my style, I still was excited for this movie beyond uh, reason. (laughs) And it was just such a letdown. It was like the more I think about it, the worse it gets. The more I saw it, because I saw it twice, the worse it got. It's not good. It's, It's just so disappointing. And to me, it's a worse film by far than... Um, X-Men Apocalypse, so that plays into it, and for it to be a worse film and for me to have had higher expectations for Suicide Squad, that's why, for me, it is the most disappointing. But I will say, for X-Men, at one point last year, which this tweet looks really bad now, but I did tweet at one point last year that X-Men Apocalypse had the chance to be to surprise people and be the best superhero movie of the year, and it was far from it. I mean, but like you said, I was just basing that off decent trailers and the fact that the two before it were fantastic. So I, I don't necessarily blame myself for that tweet because like you said, we were coming off of two, honestly, Don, or what is it? Days of Future Past being one of the best superhero movies of all time. So I... I 
completely understand yeah, I mean, your Brian argument. Singer, I'm not going to fight you Singer, on it. Brian Singer's coming back. Exactly. Got, uh, Michael Fassbender. Um, yeah. J-Law. You got J-Law. And yeah. then you got, for, you got Professor X coming back. I mean, I forgot what his name is. James Brad. McAvoy. Uh, James, yeah, James McAvoy. Sorry. Yeah. Um, but you have all these fantastic ca- – you got the whole cast coming back. The main the main guys coming back, and it's just – it's not up to par. Yeah. You know, especially that you got uh, Quicksilver doing his thing again in, in this movie. It still was not – like, it was a great scene, but it's not, it wasn't enough to save the movie. Yeah. And it was still a huge major step down. Agreed. Suicide Squad, again, it was close to taking my number one spot. And the reason why it was – the reason why it's on, on this list is, like Carlos said, this movie – the trailers for this movie, DC knows how to market the crap out of their movies because these trailers are great, and I I want to see their movies and I want to love their movies. I want to see the movies that they're marketing, Dennis, but we haven't Dennis, seen them. My friend Dennis, he he criticizes me. He's just like, "Oh, you hate all DC films." I'm just like, I I don't try to like these movies look great when it comes to the trailers, but the final product is garbage to me. But but not even, you can't even say that about you because you're one of the biggest man of steel supporters that I know. So yeah, he was. Yeah. But, um, (laughs) I mean, it's just, this movie was not up to expectations. I wanted to see more Joker. I wanted to see more of him because I actually liked Jared Leto's performance. I I liked what I saw, Mm -hmm. but I can't give a proper, Oh, you know, he lived up to to the to the to Heath Ledger. He lived up to um to Nickel to I need to look up his name, but yeah. the, Jack oh, Nicholson. Jack Nicholson, yeah. Yep. So I mean these are you know, you have two great performances as a Joker and then you have this great actor, Jared Leto, trying to make another legendary performance out of this character and he doesn't have a chance because he, the studio cuts off a lot of his screen time. Mm-hmm. And that sucks because I really wanted to see more Joker. It, yeah, I, out of the Suicide Squad, I didn't care for. There's only two to three members out of the whole entire squad that I ended up caring for. Yeah, that's a problem. Yeah, that is major. Jared Leto was one of the most disappointing aspects, and how they used Jared Leto was one of the most disappointing aspects of, in my opinion, the most disappointing movie of the summer. Um. All right. Do you have anything more to say on these disappointments, or do you want to move into a more positive realm and end on a high note? Let's end this on a high note, man. All right. And again, I will emphasize we're not saying these are the best movies of the summer, because uh, if I was saying that my number one was the best movie of the summer, then I would be insane. So... (laughs) Um, we're saying these are the most surprising. So we're saying we probably didn't either, either didn't have high expectations going in and it surprised us and was good. Or maybe we thought it was going to be horrible and it was decent. Or we didn't have, we didn't know about this movie at all. And then we were just like, Oh, where did this movie come from? And then it came out of nowhere for us. Those are the, like, that's what we're talking about here when we're talking about biggest surprises of the summer. Um, how about I start with my number five this time? All right, you go ahead. All right. And this one kind of falls into that. I thought it was going to be horrible. It ended up being okay realm and it's ghostbusters. I thought this, yes, I thought this movie was going to be absolutely atrocious and I ended up not hating it as much, nearly as much as I thought it would be, or as much as I thought. And it was just, it was okay. It was fine, but it was. I was expecting to give it like 
re- like a really bad score and I ended up giving it what like a five point something or a six point something. So yeah, that. Again, these. The, I'm not saying this is a good movie. I'm just saying it surprised me because I didn't absolutely hate it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? <laughs> makes sense. Makes sense. All right. What um, are, what's your number five? <laughs> my number five <laughs> is The Shallows. Okay. Okay. I uh, almost put it on there, but um, I, I mean, came, I kind of called it. I was like, okay, this movie. I don't think it's going to be as bad as people were saying. And then it came out, and it wasn't as bad as people were saying. It was actually. Pretty good. Um, yeah, so, this movie came out yeah. with the same week, and it came out with Free State of Jones, and it came out alongside with Independence Day Resurgence. And this movie ended up being the better of all three of those movies. I mean, you have an ensemble cast for both movies, and you have action scenes for both movies. Yeah. This is just one actress carrying on basically yeah. the whole movie by herself. And it is fantastic. Um, this movie ended up really liking more um than than i thought i should have that actually thought i would have actually and um yeah i mean blake lightly did a fantastic job in in it and Um, i actually want to see her in more movies now but her performance was definitely very surprising and i like i said i i liked this movie about as much as i thought i would um and Bobby is angrily writing notes to me saying that he was the one who called it. I don't know what he's talking about, but I'll give it to him. He probably called it too. We'll say that. How about that? You're good with that? Um, anyway, um, my number, what are we on? Number four? Your number four. Is, what's yep, your number four? My number four is Swiss Army Man. Really? Yeah. Um, I was seeing all the reviews for it, but I thought, oh my, this does not look like my humor. Going in, like... Watching the trailer, I thought, this does not look like it's going to um, make me laugh because I don't necessarily like absurdist humor. But they kind of asked you to take that step at the beginning, as I said in the review. And if you do, which I did, you will love this movie. And I love this movie. As I've already mentioned on this episode, it's my second um, best movie of the year so far. So it really surprised me that I... I'm at this kind of level with this movie. Okay. It's just, Is it not on your list? No, it's not on my list. Why not? Did you kind of expect to like it that much? Um, There's other things that beat it for me. I mean, I, I thought I would like it, you know, not as much as I thought I would, though, but it, it's, it, it beat out other things on my list, though. All right. That, that's fair enough. That's fair enough. Um, What's your number four, Ozzy? My number four is Don't Breathe. Okay. Um, I didn't think that movie would be good just because mm-hmm. of the whole concept. I'm just like, really? The blind man? Come on. That's kind of stupid. <laughs> but it had me on the edge of my seat the whole entire time. Yeah. I'm not going to get too deep into it because we discussed the last episode. Mm-hmm. But the fact that it kept me and my friend on the edge of our seats and we were like, oh, my gosh, the whole entire time. Yeah. Definitely, it has it had to take this spot here. This is... This is a good film, and it was a great thriller film as well. So Agreed. I thought about putting it on my list, but I just couldn't because I did really like the trailers. And um, the more I kind of thought about it and the more I talked to other people, the more excited about it I got. So it kind of surprised me that I liked it as much as I did. Um, But then, as I said, I did have a little bit of issues with kind of the ending of the movie. So... Um, that holds it back even on this list a little bit for me. Um, all right. My number number three, 
Oh, I already did my number four. My number four was Swiss Army Men. But my oh, number yeah, three, it's all right. My number three is Kubo in the Two Strings. Kubo in the Two Strings? That's my number two. All right. Well, let's talk about it now then. Okay. Um, this movie is one, one of those situations where it just came out of nowhere for me. I did not see any trailers really for it until like maybe a week or two before. And even then I was like, what is this? It looks really strange. And I went into it. And at, like we've already discussed on this episode, you were like, go see this movie. And I was like, okay, when to go see it. And I was really surprised. I was not expecting to come out of this saying that it was the best animated movie of the year so far. And it was. So, uh, yeah. I mean, you like this movie mo- even more than I did. So take it away. Ozzie. I loved Kubo and the Two Strings. Definitely going to be in my top 10 list of the year. Unless I see, unless, cause I started to see Kung Fu Panda 3 and Zootopia. And Moana's and Mo- coming. Moana, yeah. But this is by far my favorite animation of the year, just mm-hmm. because of how much it hits home for me. And the reason why it's not my number, cause it was, it's, you're gonna see, I'm gonna explain why it's not my number one. Cause I, I saw a trailer before I went into the movie. It's the mm-hmm. only reason why it's not my number one. Cause I was like, oh, it looks pretty good. It's pretty good. Yeah. Okay. But, um, that's, that's why enough. it's not my number one. Fair enough. Uh, we won't go too d- deep into that one because we reviewed it on the last episode. So, yeah. all right. Um, My number three. Yes, your number three. Is Star Trek Beyond. Wow, really? Oh, because yeah. I remember because you were nervous about James uh, Wan, right? No, or Justin Lin. Like, Justin, Justin Lin. Lin. Yeah, I was really nervous about Justin Lin because I haven't seen him do anything besides the Fast and Furious franchise. Yeah. And the first Star Trek I liked and the second Star Trek was amazing i loved it um so for him to be to be taking the reins of the third one mm-hmm. was was i was scared because the first trailer didn't impress me at all it didn't like impress second, anybody yeah the second <laughs> trailer i was like okay it looks good but i'm still nervous like yeah. it looks good like i want to like you but i i'm still really nervous so but I ended up really enjoying this movie, and I have to say, Justin Lin can do other things besides action movies. Oh, so definitely. I was I was fairly impressed with his cinema, like with his uh, cinematography in this movie, and his direction, and the fact that it paid tribute to the old um, series as well. I have to say that this was a great this was a great uh, movie overall, and mm-hmm. definitely you guys should have checked it out. Um, yeah, I. I probably could have, I easily could have put this movie on my list just because, like you said, that first trailer was not good at all. And really the marketing didn't get me too excited overall, but I still like, because the first two of these new Star Trek movies have been so great, I still had confidence going into it. Like, this is probably going to be really solid. And then obviously we kind of heard the drum beat before of this movie. People were loving it. So that helped it out a little bit for me going in. I mean, if if you think about it, I mean, they had a lot of great marketing for the first 10 movies. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, there was a lot of great marketing. And everybody was, every time Star Trek, I remember when the second one was coming out, everybody was excited. This one, when the third one came out, you really didn't hear anything. Of, I mean, I personally, for me, I didn't hear any excitement about it. I wasn't hearing anything about it at all. I was like, this movie might not be good at all. Yeah. Maybe I, mean, I guess I guess that's the dis- the difference. And I kind of heard that buzz beforehand, and you weren't hearing it. So I guess that makes yeah. sense why it surprised you a little bit more than it snuck up on me. Um, all right, <laughs> well, let's well, get into your number two. My number two 
is a movie we talked about on this episode already, Hell or High Water. Um, I, I don't think, I didn't like these trailers nearly as much as some people did. And I wasn't expecting too much, especially after, I mean, you kind of contributed to this a little bit Why saying, go see Kubo. And when I went to go see this movie, this movie shocked me how good it was. Obviously, I'm not going to get back into it because, like I said, we just talked about it like (laughs) 30 minutes ago. So (laughs) I'm not going to go into it. But this movie really surprised me. I was not expecting to come out of this going. Um, We already have a Best Picture nomination locked up. And in my opinion, we do. Okay. All right. You haven't seen La La Land, so you can't say anything yet. Well, I'm but, not saying it, I'm not saying it's going to win Best Picture, but I'm saying I definitely think it's going to get nominated. Okay, that's fair. And All this right. one, I can say that with even more confidence because I've seen it. And La La Land, I still think it's going to get nominated for Best Picture, and I haven't seen it. But <laughs> that's a whole other discussion. <laughs> and go back and listen to our Bold Statements episode if you want to hear that again and more detail. Um, Ozzy, what is your number? Did you already say your number two? Yeah, Kubo and the Two Strings. All right, so what's your number one? My number one is Sing Street. All right. Um, I kind of figured this was be on, this would be on your list um, because I kind of dragged you to go see it. and Yeah, I mean, I yeah. didn't hear – let me tell you guys a story. I did not know this movie. I didn't see any trailers. I didn't even know what this movie was about. I was at Carl's house, and he's like, dude, I got to go. I got to go see a movie. I was like, oh, a movie. He said Sing Street. I was like – you like, you want to see it? I was like, oh, fine. So I go with him to see it. I ended up really loving this movie. This movie is fantastic. I was shocked at how much of a good time I had watching this movie. Mm-hmm. And this movie really made me appreciate uh, indie movies. So Is that still your best of the year? My best uh, best of the year? Um, I think so. I, I, know, think so. I know it was. I, I'm pretty sure it was when we did our um, top ten uh, at the half point, at the halfway point of the year, so yeah, I'm so I'm so glad. Like, if seriously, if we ever did that again, and my list would be so revised right now. You have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> All right, um, but yeah, but it speaks that it does speak to how much you loved that movie, and it just I, like like I said, I was I had high expectations going into it because I got a recommendation from a very trustworthy source, and then I went to go see it. And then, um, and that, yeah, I was like, Ozzy, let's go see this movie. And that's why we went to go see it was because I had pretty high expectations for it. So that's why it's not on my surprising list, but it's definitely still in my top 10 of the year. So that's that. I've actually bought it on DVD. I have it on DVD now. Um, Ooh, where'd you get it at? Uh, at Walmart. So go check that out because I know they don't have it at Target. Um, but anyway, <laughs> we're having a completely side discussion right now. But all right, my number one, which I think you might know what it is, Ozzy. I already know what it is, Carlos. Can you predict it, it? It's Mike and Dave. Yep, new there we go. Um, Mike guys, and Dave. This, this new guy does not even want to see this movie. No, I don't want to see this movie. Okay, this is a combination <laughs> of two of the elements we talked about at the beginning. Where I had like lower than dirt expectations for this movie. I did not want to see this movie going in. I remember sitting down in the theater next to Ozzy and going, I'm really, really not looking forward to watching this. This is going to be horrible. Because the trailers, let's be honest, they're atrocious. Um, and then, and then I sat down, I watched the movie, and I still 
have not laughed more in the theater than I have at that movie this year. It's my favorite comedy of the year. It's fantastic. It's it's a really, really good comedy. I I just I loved it. The chemistry between those two guys are it's great. Um and then the girls, Aubrey Plaza and Anna Kendrick, were completely not what I was expecting. I was expecting them to just be, oh, we're being uh we're being trashy, so we're funny. And it's like, no, it wasn't that and it they really had great chemistry with the guys and that's what helped that movie out. Yeah, this movie was great. I'm so glad that we saw us at Regal, by the way. It just <laughs> yeah. added more to the experience. But um, um, You didn't have I'm as low expectations, obviously, so that's why it's not on your list. Yeah, because I, I was laughing at these trailers. You weren't. You're just like... it was Because they were bad trailers, was, but whatever. Like, great. I was, like, I was like, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> um, um yeah, yeah that, so that that's our list that's our list we did it we've been talking about this episode at least privately for a while and we finally did it and i think it was a good episode yeah it was great yep. i enjoyed it doing a top <laughs> all right um ozzy you want to sign us out all right, guys, we're signing out. Carlos, what is your recommendation? Oh, recommendation. Forgot about that. Good. Thank you for reminding me. Um, come up with a recommendation. Yeah. <laughs> I will say, oh, man, uh, I'm doing off, off my top of my head. So I know I'm going to say the night of on HBO. This is something that we I've been wanting to review on the podcast, but Ozzy started the first episode and then never continued watching it, so we haven't gotten a chance to review it. So now I'm going to use this as my opportunity. Um, the Night Of is fantastic. The more, you, the farther along, I, well, first of all, the first episode is brilliant. And then you start to get into the story, and you're like, where is this thing going? And then the last three episodes, and this is only an eight-episode miniseries, and then the farther along you get into it, the more and more you realize that this show is brilliant and that HBO has done it again. And I, you need to, people need to see this show. It's going to win Emmys next year. And it's one of the best shows of the year. Definitely one of the best miniseries that I've ever seen. Um, so I, that's my recommendation. Watch that show on HBO. It's only eight episodes. Easy binge. Watch it. Ozzy, okay. what do you got? I got Straight Outta Compton. Okay, fair enough. I actually saw this movie last night heading into this morning. Awesome. Um, this movie, actually, it was pretty good. Um, it, it shows the history, as you guys know, of NWA and, and Ice Cube, Dr. Dre, and Easy e the main three. Um, I actually really ended up liking this movie. This was... You know, if you like, if you like, you know, this rap music and you, you want to see the history of basically how everything got started to get made into modern rap. Um, this is the movie. This is the movie for you. If you want to know that. And this movie does have great soundtracks. I mean, I was singing along to some of the songs. I was like, straight out of Compton. It was great. I was, having, <laughs> I was having a great time by myself. I was turning out by myself basically, <laughs> but um, it was a fun movie. And I have to say that acting in this movie, especially ice Cube's son playing him. I actually liked him as ice cube. And was like, wow, he's actually doing a great job playing his dad. Yeah. Um, I think the guy who played Easy E easily could have been nominated. 
Um, yeah, unfortunately, it wasn't. Yeah, like I, yeah, I saw this and I was like, why wasn't like I, I thought well, at least one of them should have been nominated because okay. they all to me to me I thought the only one that really didn't stand out to me was Dr. Dre's character, but other than that, I mean, I thought they all did a pretty job, a pretty good job in, in the movie and definitely the scenery and and some of the shots, some of the cinematography was actually pretty good. So I really did appreciate that and had, again, this is. Some like a, a third of the movie is really fun, and and the rest is quite serious. So I mean, it's a great watch. It's a great watch. Yeah. So that's um, my recommendation. Yeah, I think that's a good recommendation there. I'm glad you're finally catching up on some of those movies you missed last year. <laughs> um, all right, Ozzy. Now, do you want to sign us out? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> Carlos, where can people find you in social media? Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at cherry four five six, and then make sure you follow us on. Instagram and Twitter at Screenfellas. Our buddy Bobby, who is still here, um, is rocking those. So make sure you check that out. All right, guys. You can find me on Twitter at Castro Ozzy. Guys, we hope you enjoyed the show. Please feel free to subscribe and listen to our podcast on iTunes, Stitcher, and on SoundCloud. Please, please, please rate and review our podcast because we need those and you guys would be doing us a huge solid favor so please do that guys this is screen colors <laughs> <laughs>